0: I'm going to be 51 soon, a certified old geezer. And the funny thing is, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. This used to worry me a lot, but it doesn't anymore, and the reason is simple and a little bit revolutionary. Hey, it's Peter, and welcome to On Your Terms, a show all about personal reinvention based on meaningful work, autonomy, and living a happier, more intentional life. Ultimately, it's all about filling your backpack with whatever's missing so you can go and climb your mountain where the climb is just as exciting as the peak. The reason I'm not worried about this anymore is this. In adult years, I haven't even hit the halfway mark yet. This idea came to me about a year ago, and it instantly reframed my perception of ageing. It also put 18 years back in my lifespan account. Not bad for a few minutes of navel-gazing. Here's how it works. Our first 18 years are spent scratching around in the dark, trying to figure out which way our ass is pointing. Personally, I could add another 5 or 10 years to that clueless period, but the clock doesn't start until we're at least 18. My point is, as a 50-year-old, I've only been an adult for 32 of those years. If I live that long again, and I will, then I'll only be 82. Now, my daddy's 82, and the old bastard's fitter than I am. He's a lot less stressed as well. So, you see, you're not as far along as you thought there's still time to decide what you want to do with your life. (laughs) If you're 43, well, you've only lived for 25 adult years. You're a baby. Hell, you'll probably live another two adult lifetimes. Okay, so we've established that you haven't lived as long as you thought. The timeline has shifted back in your favor and you're ready to figure this thing out. But how exactly do you do that? How do you figure out what you want to do for a living or who you want to be when you grow up? What kind of career you want or what sort of business you'd like? Well, if you follow your passion, like many suggest, you might decide that watching football and drinking craft beer is your life's calling, or shopping or playing Minecraft, maybe even decluttering wardrobes. Ten years ago, these ideas would have been laughable. Today, people are making $10 million a year posting videos of themselves playing computer games on YouTube. Unboxing videos are huge, some review blogs make serious money, while professional declutterers and life coaches are everywhere. I don't know about the football and beer thing, but I can guarantee someone's cashing in on that too. So, following your passion doesn't seem so stupid after all, but is it as simple as that? As you might expect, the answer is no. Chances are there are other things to consider, and what might look easy for one person might be impossible for you. Like everything involving humans, there is a ton of variables – what if you're one of those multipotentialites, someone who has a dozen creative interests and couldn't possibly settle on one, even for a year? i found for me, the older I get, the more I struggle with this too. When I was young, dumb and full of beans, I wanted to be a banker. And for two years, I was. And then I wanted to be a journalist and photographer. And for seven years, I did that too. And this is how it went for about 25 years, layer upon layer. Today, I'm interested in a whole swag of different things. And that's a real problem because unless I focus on one thing or one group of complementary things, it's difficult to make headway. Thankfully, finding the intersection between many interests can be our saviour. In my case, my years as a writer, photographer and web design marketing guy now support my mission to help folks reinvent themselves. That I've done all this as a remote operator just puts a nice bow on it. Combined, they're all beneficial to the mission. We'll come back to this later, but right now, let's go through some steps to choose the right career or job or business for you. First up, I have to say I owe most of the framework for this to the guys at Fizzle, along with Steph Crowder and her podcast, Courage and Clarity. For years, I thought my skills would determine my life's calling. More recently though, I have focused more on the things that light me up, stuff that I do for free because I enjoy doing them. But as always, it's not that simple. I've realised it takes a combination of, I think, five elements to arrive at the sweet spot where everything comes together and flows. This was brought home to me recently when I sat down with my ex-brother-in-law and good mate, Bobby, who wants a career change. We started by looking at how he'd like to work, and this how is really important. In other words, what environment did he seek? This is so easy to overlook in favor of financial rewards, but I think it's the most important factor of all. Unless you're really struggling, then anything that keeps you in craft beer and Netflix will do, of course. You might score a high paying job or build a cash cow business, but if it means fighting rush out traffic every day to sit in an office that you hate or busting your ass on a building site come rain or shine, it might squeeze all the life out of you. And if it takes you away from your family all the time, well, it might ruin your marriage too. So deciding how your life should look when you're at work is critical, I think. For Bobby, he narrowed it down to a few things. No more factory work, something that doesn't mean coming home filthy and sore, uh, an at-home or on-the-road workplace would be great, possibly something online, and something that exposes him to interesting people who might lead him to other more interesting opportunities. Then we looked at uh, things like skills and characteristics, the things that he's already good at, and these include He's not afraid of hard work. He knows a lot about cars. Weekend work is not a problem, and he's a very fast learner and keen to get new skills. Then we looked at passions. We talked about the things that he loves doing and would do for very little money until his expertise grows and begins to pay off. The headline items were, he's loved cars for most of his life. He wants to be his own boss. And he wants to determine for himself his own value based on hard work and his improved effectiveness over time. So he wants to be the one who decides what he's worth. Then we move on to opportunities because skills and passions aren't enough to succeed at something. So we also talked about opportunities in potential roles or businesses. For example, while the idea of being a sales rep on the road was appealing, we conceded that a lot of this is moving online, so its future is uncertain, in certain industries anyway. Conversely, the retail car industry is changing very fast at the moment, and dealers want people who can adapt to this rapidly evolving industry. We also agreed that there's no shortage of opportunities these days to stake a claim online. Now, Bobby isn't interested in blogging, but he knows what parts you need to build an 800 horsepower Mark IV Supra. So, online retail might be his jam then we move on to leverage we considered where he might have some leverage who did he know what unique skills experience or attributes could he use to amplify his chances after a few minutes we arrived at the following items he's prepared to work for free for a few days so a potential suitor can test drive him first to see if they're a good fit He's given himself a five-year window to create his ideal work situation, so skilling up along the way is something that he embraces. His expenses are very small, so he doesn't need to hit his ideal income next week or even next year. I can help him a bit with the skills that he'll need to start an online business if that's what he wants to do, so he's got a resource in me to help with that. Um, I also have some trusted contacts in the car industry, so I might be able to help him with introductions. Uh, And finally, he's extremely good at problem solving. Bobby and I have worked on a few projects together in the past, and he has this uncanny ability to come at a problem with a new angle and solve it. He's really good at that. Okay, so how do we make sense of it all? Once we had all this on paper, we talked about possible job roles and solo businesses that he might pursue. Then, to wrap some metrics around all this, we used Fizzle's brilliant weighted decision matrix to score each of the ideas against its six different criterion. Now, waiting is important because some elements are more important than others. For example, personal expertise in a topic is more valuable than inside connections. Likewise, having a passion for something will usually outgun something else that happens to be trending right now. So waiting takes care of these variables. We narrowed the opportunities down to three ideas. Number one, selling cars. Number two, representing an automotive related business on the road as an account manager. And number three, selling products online, whether it's through his own website or eBay or elsewhere. And here were the scores for selling cars, 375 points. An account manager on the road, 289. Selling stuff online, 349. Two of the scores were close selling cars and selling stuff online. So what Bobby's decided to do is to pursue the idea of selling cars first and then learn how to build an online business on the side. And this is a more pragmatic way of finding your passion because um, it shines a light on the areas where you might come unstuck. Doing it this way, this systemized approach takes all of the emotion out of it. When I did this exercise myself a couple of years ago, I looked at seven different ideas. Actually, it was about three years ago now. I looked at seven different ideas resulting in scores that ranged from 224 right up to 423. The idea that scored the highest was teaching people how to reinvent themselves and rest back control of their lives. On its own, it's not unique, I know. Lots of people are talking about this these days. But what made it unique for me was my age and all the baggage and stress that come with middle age. That was my unique selling proposition. Midlife reinvention as a topic was something that hit all the right notes for me because number one, I'm interested in it. Two, I've got plenty of experience. Uh, Three, it speaks to an audience that I understand. And four, it suits me personally. Today, I've refined it further with officeanywhere.co. It embraces all the principles that I've written about over the last few years and it brings it together into one idea. The idea is that we are happier and more productive when we're working and living on our terms, and this is where I find intersections between many skills, interests, and ideas start to make sense. If I hadn't followed a structured process, I may have ended up building something about marketing and branding or photography, and it would have bored me stupid. Yeah, I've got plenty of experience in those things, and at different times they've been a great source of passion and enjoyment for me. But now, as a as a as a blog, or an online business, as a content creator, I think I would have gotten bored pretty quickly with those things. Without a scoring process, I might have gotten a year down the track, only to realize that I wasn't unique enough to rise above the noise, or just as bad that the passion wasn't there anymore. I'm still trying to decide who I want to be when I grow up, but right now, I feel like I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do, and it feels pretty damn good. I figure I still have plenty of time left to grow up. Anyway, this is the last episode of this podcast, at least for now. It's been fun, and sometimes it's been hard, but it's certainly been worth it. The Midlife Tribe website will stay online for at least the next year, possibly longer, maybe in perpetuity, who knows. But as I direct more energy into Office Anywhere, my other projects will take a pause. I realise not all of us can do 18-hour days every day, like Gary Vaynerchuk, and I suspect many of us don't want to, not if we want to see our family anyway. Right now, my son needs me to hang out with him more. And since my most important job title is Dad he gets priority. So, thank you for listening over the last 63 weeks. My plan is to return once my schedule can allow it, hopefully sometime next year. If you want to keep up with what I'm creating, make sure you subscribe to officeanywhere.co and get your free escape plan while you're at it. Until then, here's to living and working on your terms. Thanks for listening.